Hey everyone, I'm Swati Rawat and welcome to the Visionary Podcast where I talk to visionary Indian women with inspiring, intriguing and aspirational stories. In episode 45, our visionaries are Ameya and Pallavi, creators and hosts of the Fat So podcast. where they discuss being fat the pain the joy the learning the dark humor and the silver lining they cover a wide range of topics from discussing body image to societal norms to the relentless journey of self love tune in as ameya and pallavi share their stories and their journey building the fatso podcast and community Well, um, one of the cats just introduced herself. I don't know if that, if that got picked up by the by the mic. <laughs> uh, but okay, so I'm Amiya. I grew up in Hyderabad, and when I was young, I wanted to be an animal collector. This was from about age seven to twelve. Oh wow! Then I wanted to be a lawyer. Then I wanted to be a chemistry teacher. Then mm. I went to college, <laughs> where I studied English, uh, and I was quite. like i funnily enough i didn't really have any ambitions about my career or where i thought my life would go to be honest when i was in college i just was hoping to meet somebody get married and be a stay at home mother uh, ha 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 so <laughs> uh, here we are 20 years later but um, i studied english i studied more english i went to the us for a bit to study latin american studies uh where i got super interested in economics and development and politics and culture and stuff like that and i came back to india in 2008 because of the recession mm. i could i just was working as an editor and then eventually i ended up moving back to delhi and uh, started working for penguin as a, as an editor mm. which was absolutely lovely those were five great years in my life where i thoroughly enjoyed myself but publishing is unfortunately not the best industry if you are a single person with just one income Hmm. uh because it pays really badly and uh, so eventually i decided to try and get an mba so that i could move uh but uh, uh, which i did uh, i went to spain and i got an mba in 2013 um and then i came back and i set up podcast for the indian express and then i was doing some work in media development and i'm now effectively what uh, I, i like to call myself a communications consultant but <laughs> essentially i'm an editor i work with an organization called global voices But I also do a lot of other stuff, uh, social news newsletters, um, you know, media communication stuff. Hmm. Hmm. So that's that's my professional profile. Yeah, I mean that's quite a dynamic profile you have over here, Maya. <laughs> dynamic. <laughs> I like this word. I'm going to use it the next time my father's like, "Why can't you focus?" <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Pallavi? Yeah, so I remember wanting to be an archaeologist and then a doctor, and then an astronaut, and realizing that at least uh, that all of these things required me to study much more than I was willing to invest. Um, <laughs> and realizing then that no, maybe what I really want to do is um, head or run or have a business of my own because, you know, it was uh, yeah, uh, I had that I. had stars in my eyes when i would think of people who had businesses and stuff like that 
Mm. Um, but above all, I wanted to be thin <laughs> because that was the parameter on which I thought the rest of my life had to be built. Mm. So, uh, yeah, there was, um, it was all, and another reason I wanted to be thin was because I definitely wanted to get married and have children and have a, you know, picket fence house and uh, all of those things along with running the business and having dogs and stuff like that. So yeah, that used to be the stuff that would go on in my head. I just wanted to ask that, you know, how old were you? When was the youngest that you could remember when you first had these thoughts of, you know, being conscious of your body and in your head being like, I have to be and I have to look a certain way and I have to be a certain body type? For me, it was five years old because, that, or maybe wow. even younger. Yeah, because I have, my earliest memories are knowing that I was fat and different and, um, there was something wrong with me on account of that. Mm-hmm. And how did that affect your life in general, Pallavi, in terms of the decision-making on what you wanted to do? And I have to say, when I look back as a child, I was just, I was quite ambitious. And therefore, it felt a bit like a dual life. Like I had this life where I was achieving because when I was studying and when I was participating all the extracurricular activities etc etc I was just you know uh, hitting it out of the park and everybody admired me and loved me and blah 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 but then I could never have friends because everybody teased me and I never felt I could hold a friend because uh, you know they would always choose the thinner more beautiful person new person Mm. I mean that was my experience that would keep happening to me So there was this, um, so I used to do a lot of stuff that would, uh, you know, that would feed my soul in a sense that I would achieve all of these things externally and feel good about it. But I used to be very sad inside. Hmm. And my escape was books or I used to learn Kathak. So I used to love dancing. Um, And those were my, and food. (laughs) Those were my escapes. Uh, Or of course, my imagination. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. also the reason why I started doing japa and meditation when I was 11 years old, because, you know, uh, internally, I needed something to distract me from the constant sadness, loneliness and feeling wrongness that I had within, mm-hmm. while to the outside world, I was this extroverted, intelligent achiever. So as I was saying, um, wanting to be thin along with all these other things. So I did eco from LSR and I did um, my MBA from IAM Indore and got into the corporate world and as an HR professional and chose um, very different sort of HR roles because I did Mm. not like the traditional HR route at all. And it ended up with me having, uh, being globally responsible for uh, employee surveys at Nokia Mm. uh, for five years up to 2016 which is the point in time where I had started my journey to fat liberation. And so I decided, I realized I was compromising with my life Mm -hmm. and I quit my job. I quit my marriage. I quit my private coaching practice. I quit absolutely everything. And, um, you know, then had to reinvent my life. Um, I decided to then work with a family run business. It was a a listed company, but a mid-sized firm, 
uh, I worked with them for three years and then found myself out of a job again, uh, decided to do a coaching certification, met Amea, uh, started a podcast, then started consulting with an art intelligence firm. And today I am working full time with that art intelligence firm, setting up the business. Um, I'm also what is called um, a certified life book coach. Um, and um, yeah, that's what I, and of course, I'm uh, doing this podcast. So that's yeah. what I am today. <laughs> yeah. That's and just for today. my, and just for my clarity and my own curiosity, um, you are a life coach as well? Um, I have done something called brain-based coaching. Okay. So brain-based coaching can be used for any sort of coaching, whether it's career, leadership, uh, life coaching, anything altogether. Okay. It's like, you know, XLRI, um, HR, the HR MBA and mm. the general MBA, right? Oh, that sounds so cool. In, yeah, so you can do the HR MBA, but then you are restricted to HR roles, hmm. uh, whereas you can do the general MBA and then all roles are open to you, including HR. So hmm. that's in, the difference that's quite between cool. life coaching and brain-based coaching okay I think um, what I really want to know about both of you right now is I want to talk about your podcast I want to know a I want to know how did you guys meet b I want to know when did you start the podcast why did you want to start it and how has the journey been going on okay so uh, why don't we met yeah Mia, go ahead so why don't I take this one uh, we met uh, because there was a there's a, a, a you know, uh, well, it's not really an organization, but there's, there's a woman who organizes these these women-only uh, events called gatherings. It's called Gather, Gather Sisters. Hmm. And uh, I, um, I went to one of the events in 2018, and I started going to more and more of them. And in 2019, they all organized um, one for plus-size women. And Pallavi was uh, the person that uh, sort of ran that event. They're really lovely, thoughtfully curated places of you know self-discovery and engagement and so it was utterly lovely and when we went there and I met Pallavi and it was kind of funny because it felt a little bit like we kind of connected even though in that moment we had never met before or really talked before but there would be moments when someone would say something and I would just sort of catch her eye and we would look at each other and it felt like we were talking to each other yeah uh sort of you know telepathically at least how it felt to me uh, and then after that night, it ended up, of course, we all went for drinks and we had a really lovely time, the whole group of us. Uh, and then, then Pallavi messaged me saying, let's have dinner. And I was like, yes. Uh, and then when we had dinner, she came to me with the idea. She said, listen, I want to do this podcast. And I was like, look, I've been doing podcasts. I can help you with anything you need. Uh, and she said, no, I want you to do it with me. And I was like, huh, okay. Uh, and that's that's kind of how it happened. I think a couple of weeks later, we met up and we made the plan and it, it it felt often that many things about this podcast have felt like you know the universe is really rooting for it because yeah. we came together we met each other we came up with a plan we agreed on our roles we found people willing to um help us out with recording we would just like it would just happen someone else says let me help you figure out social something here yeah. something there and it just sort of just kept happening and that's yeah. how the podcast really took off This episode is powered by ITC Vivel as a part of their Ab Samjhata Nahi philosophy. 
It actively stands in support of women's rights, inspires them to challenge discrimination and empowers them with the knowledge to enable self-action and have an informed voice against discrimination. If you'd like to know more about this initiative, log on to www.apsamjhotanahi.com. You'll find the link in the episode description. Yeah, sounds amazing. And for my audience, could you uh, tell them more about the FATSO podcast and what kind of conversations do you host at the podcast? How many episodes have you recorded? How has it been going? Um, so <clears throat> uh, for me, the idea of a podcast was something that got seeded in 2016 when uh, someone called Kat Pose, who runs a radio show and was interviewing um, body positivity or fat activists across uh, various continents got in touch with me as uh, a person from Southeast Asia who was doing this work and interviewed me. And mm. it was just like, I had to have these conversations. But it was on pause till I met Amea. And yeah. that's why for me, it just felt perfect, um, you know, to say, let's have these conversations and let's do it together. And the, what we decided uh, to do was to keep it very um, authentic. It's a word Amea doesn't like, but I like very much. So I'm going to use it. Uh, nevertheless, it's just to stay very authentic to who we are and our experiences. And which is mm -hmm. why we came up with talking about the joys and sorrows of being fat women in India, because mm -hmm. we wanted to stay very true to uh, the fact that we are women in India who have been educated, who have a certain level of privilege, uh, who have traveled the world. Uh, so we are not representative of every class in India or every woman in India or every experience of fat people because we're not men. We, you know, we are, um, our sexuality is um, very, is, um, what do you call it, Amea? Heterosexual? Yeah. We're cishet women. We're both cishet yeah, women. Exactly. Mm. So, um, you know, so we wanted to keep it very um, true to our experiences that way. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to talk about the struggles that we face, nevertheless. And the aim was uh, that if we could go back in time and speak to our younger selves, what is it that we would want to say to them? And yeah. the hope was that, um, you know, even if a few uh, women or younger women or women our age heard us and were able to feel better about ourselves then our job was done so yeah uh, and you know it is it's a very complicated space today you know there's all this you know you want to be free to let to have the body you want then if I want to be thinner then I should be allowed to want to be thinner and that's fine I mean but the question is more about why do you want to be thinner and how do you talk about it yeah. You know, do you go, oh, ugh, I put on weight, but you say, oh, I can't move. I need to lose weight. You see what I mean? There's a difference yeah. to that. So the point is literally just to have these conversations. And partly that, and that is, as Pallavi said, why we started doing this podcast as well. So we've got two seasons out. I think it's a total of about 22 episodes. Hmm. And we're very happy because season three is about to come out maybe in January. Oh, that's uh, cool. Is our expectation at the moment but we're not saying anything until we have some recordings done <laughs> no dates <laughs> i mean for the audience tuning um, in i hope you guys eagerly wait for season three and just put some more pressure on both amaya and pallavi yeah. to get this out <laughs> right like we need more pressure 
the thing that i feel that is really valuable that palavini are able to do is that we have we have very different approaches to many things we have had very different experiences of being fat while growing up you know because palavi as she was sharing earlier has she lived with this thing since she was 5 Hmm. I on the other hand if you ask me when I remember the first time I felt that being fat is a bad thing that is when I was in school when I was like 14 13 14 years old and you know people would like make fun of me make fun of a boy by saying I'm like you that's hmm. when it sort of started to hit that it was a problem it's not like I didn't get a little I didn't get a little bit of nagging from my family about eat less exercise more and all of that but it was never a question of your value is less because you're fat you yeah. know it never it was never codified like that yeah only when i started entering the world of of where of of well you know not that it, i even was entering the world of relationships but that is where it started to manifest for me and because i am incredibly lucky and i have the kind of family i do i was never i never had any illusions about the fact that i was different from everybody or that mm-hmm. being different was a bad thing but so you know the, the parts about professionally and academically and stuff that stuff never i it is very hard for my confidence to be hit like if someone says that you're not good at your job because you're fat i'm just like please hmm. like it doesn't even occur to me to even pay attention to them right hmm. but everything to do with relationships everything at all to do with relationships has always been like a a minefield around weight for me and as i've done this podcast you know in the last it was when we were recording the last episode of season 1 in in early 2020 where we were talking about um, relationships that is the first time i ever even thought about it from that angle i never even thought about how my fatness affected my relationships except for of course the the fact that i would uh, allow myself to be exploited or abused or manipulated by men because mm. i felt i was so unworthy of male attention of my understanding of myself as a person um you know was impinging on my relationships in different ways that how i would assess a person's value as a friend or trust them or accept them or based on things that had to do with my being fat or how they responded to my being fat so you could even say that for me i only came to realize this as little as one and a half years ago yeah yeah and you know in terms of the all the conversations that are happening right now in the media regarding stereotypes that we have for the body um, and you know for um, you know our gender even something like like the skin color it's filled with the, the space is filled with everyone talking about it but do you see any shift in the cultural narrative on the ground with the people that you meet when it comes to all these things like the body shape the skin color um how one looks even something as small as like your hair um being a bit different is though in the media scape it, it's called as be it being okay but do you really feel that that is the that is the shift that is happening on the ground too or it's something that is a social media trend that we see which is has doesn't really manifest on the ground all the time i think the only thing i've seen that's really changed is uh people are much more accepting of uh curly hair hmm that that's the only thing that's changed i mean there's a lot of talk but when it comes to weight it's always oh but it's unhealthy now yeah uh, and no you know it's okay for you but i don't like it 
you yeah. know that is still there yeah um and skin color i mean frankly i don't know i can't say i have noticed anything to do with that in general but then i feel like i also move around in circles where nobody would openly talk about this anyway yeah. because they know better than to exhibit that prejudice but let me what about you i feel that the conversations have opened up a lot more um and i feel that people are more willing to express their own opinion about this hmm. um when i was growing up or even even when i started on you know the whole uh putting up my pictures of being uh fat on instagram and uh you know talking to people about the fact that i was okay with being fat i had realized that it was that health was not an issue i had realized that it's about me accepting my body yeah and people would still come back to me and say oh you're wrong you know you're going to die with a heart attack and that's when you'll know and things like that and maybe it was the circle of people but yet everybody was saying that hmm. and i've seen over these years as the conversation has picked up uh, as more and more people on social media are you know talking about uh, being comfortable with their bodies whether it's body positivity whether it's uh, fat liberation etc i'm finding that i meet more people who say yeah you know we also think it's all right um we also feel certain things about our bodies um and just there's that conversation that happens mm. now i think it's still when it comes to relationships and dating and stuff like that i think a lot more people are open to saying hey we like uh fat bodies or you know we like those curves or whatever else but i still feel there's this whole thing of yeah okay you know this is okay as long as i'm dating and all of that i wouldn't take this girl home to meet my mother yeah. you know because i have been told this by somebody in fact uh who was very much part of the whole plus size models india movement and he said to me that you know i've lived in the us and for me uh it was liberating to find women like this because i love you know all of uh, i love being with a woman who's a uh, fat but if i were to marry somebody uh i would definitely not take the woman i want to be with to my mother hmm. you know so i think i'm not sure whether anything's broken over there hmm. as yet um but i definitely feel there's more openness to a conversation and just acceptance about the fact that yeah um other bodies are also valid so that's my experience yeah. um yeah. i mean i don't i can't say much about curly hair because i've never really Yeah, so the rest I think Amaya has already spoken about. <laughs> and uh, you know, thank you so much, guys, for coming on to the show. This was just a great conversation. Um, and I, for one, is a huge fan of both of you, and I'm so glad to be recording this with you. Um, before I end this call, I just want to know if for the audience who has tuned in, and if there's any girl who's listening to this right now, um, if she wants to be a part of a community um, that. is inclusive that has conversations around the different stereotypes for women body shape skin color all of that um because you yourself have been part of one right and that's where you guys met um do you have any recommendations of these community these could be online communities or offline or resources or podcast books that girls can tune into to just be more aware and accepting and feel more inclusive 
I mean, I feel like the most obvious one is Fatso Podcast. <laughs> um, I, it, yeah. I mean, I'm only half joking here because I do feel that on Instagram, we have a pretty great group of people who chime in and talk to each other and talk to other people, trolls and, and us, of course, about a lot of these things. So I do think it's very worthwhile to follow us on Instagram. So that's Fatso Podcast. Oh, definitely. We're also on Twitter and Facebook with the same handle. You can also, if you don't want to do something publicly, just reach out to us. We are pretty good about DMs. You can send us an email. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree that uh, our podcast is a good place to come because we also share a lot of resources and um, you know try and <clears throat> bring in the research that we've done um, around this topic. Um, but what I would also urge anyone who wants um, to be a part of these conversations is to do their own reading and their own research as well. Mm. Um, because there are um, you know, websites, there are other Instagram or social media handles, there are books available that they can read and form their own opinions around this. You know, That's very important, along with becoming a part of a community that is uh, speaking the language. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, there's a lot of work that's been done abroad uh, for example, we must, of course, mention Lindo Bacon's Health at Every Size. Yeah. There's Virgie Tova. All of these are people who are on Instagram as well. There's uh, Adipositivity. There's Regan Chastain. There's Sophie Hagen. Sophie Hagen's book is one of the most transmitted books I've ever read. It's called Happy Fat. And I mean, I would like that... to point out that, that a lot of this does come out of feminism. So, yes, it is quite woman-centric, but that does not mean that uh, you can't relate to it as a man. So Yeah. Yeah, Lindo Bacon Health at Every Size, I think everyone can relate to. Yeah. And Regan Chaston, um, her book, her what she puts up on social media, as well as her newsletter. I think that is somewhat something that everybody can relate to because of the kind of subjects she talks about. Yeah, and I have to, I, I just remembered, I'm so surprised that I didn't think of this. There is something called a Global Fat Conference that happens every year that is driven by um, Kat Posey in New Zealand, who is mm. a fat activist and researcher. Uh, she runs the fat studies department in New Zealand uh, University, and um, she heads a conference. Uh, this year, I'm on the board of that conference. So we're oh, that's, organizing that's wonderful. a fat studies conference that will happen in June of this year. So that's another thing that will be announced um, on the podcast as well. So that's All something right. that people can definitely dial in and listen to the conversations. You can tune in to the Fatso podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Find their links in the episode description. Thanks for listening in and please subscribe to the show to catch the next episode. You can follow us on Instagram to stay in touch and get all the updates. Our Instagram handle is vision.nari. That's V-I-S-I-O-N dot N-A-R-I. If you know a visionary that I should feature on this podcast, write to me at thevisionarypodcast at the rate gmail.com. That's T-H-E-V-I-S-I-O-N. N-A-R-I podcast at the rate gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Launchora, a storytelling and creative learning platform. Theme music is created by Diala Swain. 
She's a uniquely talented music producer from New Zealand. Do check out her music on SoundCloud or follow the link in the description. I'll see you guys soon with a new visionary. Have a great day.